Hi, I'm Maddie. And I'm Sophie. And, and welcome, welcome to our podcast. We're a well old machine now, aren't we? I know. So I, know. I think we've had a little bit of a hiatus again. I yeah, consistency is not my strongest <laughs> suit. Suit? Um feature. Strongest uh, quality. quality. <laughs> I feel like I lose all sense of who I am and like just the common English language when I get in this hot seat. Your podcast, Maddie. Podcast Maddie has no but brain cells. Don't you get excited for podcast day? Like you, we had different routines today, but like, you know, you go to training, you forget to pack lunch like I did today, <laughs> go to Lotus, get your Coke Zero or kombucha, Remedy Kombucha. Shout out. Spono. Um... And, yeah, and then you're on your way here. And then, you know, you've kind of got the lotus baguette. Yes. <laughs> but today I've added a boost juice to my routine. And, you know, it really, um, I think it's really going to help. With Do you my... find that boost sometimes makes you cough? <clears throat> so that might, no. be a, that might be an issue. In this. <laughs> but, no, I get the familiar butterflies that come back whenever I know it's podcast day. So. And don't you reckon this room has, like, a smell to it? It does. And, like... I, I, I totally it's a good agree. smell, but it's like a... It's just a podcast smell, but I love it. It's a studio. It's like a bit of an underground, dungeon-y podcast smell, and I, I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. But yes, I did get some feedback that more regular posting I every week, which is what I initially promised. So what sorry, some broken promises. Just train, go home, and sit around for the rest of the <laughs> Never. day? What do you mean? I've got blogs to write. <laughs> Shout out, guys. I've got a website now. You can read my latest blogs and buy a copy of the book um, on there as well. Um, Wait, what book? Oh, sorry. I, I forget all the time to tell people. I actually wrote a book. It's called Grace on the Core. It's in all good bookstores or it's available on muddyproud.com forward slash shop. Amazing. Well, should we get into Yeah, it? sorry. A bit too much banter. So we're up to, this is episode seven, so we're up to chapter 13. So... As we said last time, getting very exciting. We're probably time flies when you're having fun. I almost it? think we're smack bang in the middle of the book. Almost. How do you work that out with the binding? Well, I mean, it's like glue. Yeah, but also you'd work out that there's 228 you pages. You count the first bit. No, and no well, there's 228 pages. No, so no, half, no you count 114. So old. we're 10 pages off of being halfway. So here we go, chapter 13. On Saturday morning, the girls stood around in a huddle, waiting for their co-captain to arrive. Amber was never late, and she prided herself on that. The Linwood Lions had won their second netball game for the season, beating the Fernhill Flames by 12 goals. Today they were taking on the mighty Clarkson Clovers. Can we say you love a little bit of alliteration? <laughs> Not a little bit. It's probably the most... Every single yeah. thing. Except we had the Broadview Stars. That was a bit of a like outlier. Oh, God, how'd you think of that? I don't, don't know how I did. Don't know how I did. I could have gone the Broadview... Broadview Beavers, I should have gone for. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I love alliteration, particularly for sporting team names. So we, we used to be the Sydney Swifts, so that makes sense. Anyway, love it. The Clark, Sorry, today they were taking on the Clarkson Clovers, the tallest, strongest and best team according to the previous year's results. And this year was proving to be similar as Grace took in the size of her oppo- opposition. Grace was feeling really happy about how the team was going. Training that week had been their best yet with everyone working hard. Amber and her posse had continued to get along with the rest of the team and not make too many rude mo- remarks to anyone. But where was Amber now? After ten minutes, Amber scrambled from her parents' car, slammed the door and raced towards them. Sorry I'm late. Car troubles, she said hastily. And you say haste things hastily? Yeah, I don't actually really know what hastily means. <laughs> Is it like Are you saying you've got a word in your book? I know, that you don't I know. I think means? this might have been an editor's edition. Hastily. I think it means like um Quickly, like with haste? Yes, with haste. So quickly and like a bit like ambiguous maybe? I don't know. Like, because my dad, he'll be like, 
go and do this and do it with haste. So it's like, like rapidly and maybe, yeah. yeah. So maybe, or maybe it's like with purpose as well. We could just look it up. This is kind of embarrassing. I don't know what it means, but so maybe sorry, I'm late. Car troubles, she said hastily. Amber's eyes were red. It looked as though she'd been crying. When they began their warm up, Grace asked if she was okay. Of course I am. Why wouldn't I be? Amber snapped defensively. Grace decided she would leave it at that. Maybe she was wrong and Amber was just tired. Once the girls were warmed up, Mrs. Peters brought them together in a huddle. I know today's a big game for us and it's going to be tough, but there's another reason why you should all want to play your best. Grace looked at Mrs. Peters in confusion, unsure where she was going with this. This year, Netball South Australia have decided that for the state team trials, only a select group of girls will be invited. This way, they don't have to spend too much time sorting through hundreds of girls, and it also gives them a chance to find players that might not have tried out had they not been asked, she continued. Grace's heart began to race at the mention of the state team trials. Grace knew that they weren't held until the end of the year, but any mention of them made her blood pump. I don't like how Mrs. Peters is drawing away from the attention of the team. I know. I did think that. And I remember... I but think, let me guess, Grace Beck, I need to think of the team first. That's probably what she was Spoiler say. alert. But, um, you know, I don't... You know, Mrs. Peters, let's just focus yeah. on getting the job Do you done know what? I think this was more of a literary tool in my way of trying to plant this seed early. Um, and so Mrs. Peters was, the, was the mouthpiece come before, you know, how it should be. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you've got to, as an author, you've got to make a sacrifice for Maddie the greater Pad good. Maddie is a fraud, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> she had always dreamt of one day representing her state at the national championships. So today, as well as during the finals, there will be three state selectors sitting at the table over there. Mrs Peters pointed towards a white trestle table set up with three ladies sitting behind it, analysing a piece of paper. See, they would have known anyway because it was pretty obvious if three women were sitting behind a white trestle table. But she didn't need to bring it up. True. Like, if they would have known anyway. True. And Grace agreed because she felt her breakfast come back up as nerves spread throughout has. her entire body. Wee bix. She was nervous. grain? Oh, I don't she know. had a banana? Nah, I think she's just like me. She just skim has a plane with milk. Cream. Probably skim. Oh, no, Grace's a growing girl. Probably full cream. Grace is growing girl. Grace, she is. She was nervous enough about today's game, and now there was the added pressure of impressing the selectors. Why didn't Mrs. Peters tell us about this earlier? Grace thought to herself. Now, I know you're probably wondering why I'm only telling you this now, but I didn't want you all stressing about it throughout the week. I wanted you to focus on the game and what you could do for the team, not your individual performance. Bit late now. <laughs> Bit late now. So I want you to think about that when you step onto the court today. The selectors aren't looking for a player that is selfish and just tries to stand out. They want a team player who will do anything to help their team win. I see what she's doing here. See? Quite good by Mrs Peters, I think. That's why she's my favourite character. Now let's go out there and show but those is clovers. A, is, a, is a 14-year-old girl going to think like that? Grace would. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Now let's go out there and show those clovers what we're made of. Mrs. Peters yelled. Sorry, I didn't yell that. Grace's head was buzzing <laughs> with what had just been said, and she, but she knew Mrs. Peters was right. See, told you. Grace wouldn't have been able to get a minute of sleep knowing the selectors would be here. She needed to take Mrs. Peters' advice and stick to the game plan and do whatever she could to help the team win. Of course she did. <laughs> the game began with Grace and Amber starting in the goal defence and goalkeeper positions respectively. It was tight from the first whistle, with each team scoring from their own centre pass. At quarter time, the scores were even. Not very good defensive pressure. I know, agreed. On, Grace, Grace was so frustrated. Grace was frustrated too. Grace was so frustrated that they couldn't take an intercept. The Clovers were taking so much care with the ball, passing it successfully between themselves until something opened up to allow them to penetrate the goal circle. The Lions were being equally cautious, so only 14 goals had been scored between the teams in that first 15 Is minutes. Is that a bit of a strategy of yours in the game, like passing, you know, well, the safe option to see when the I'm long a bit ball... of 
best of both worlds, I would like to think. I love a long bomb from the transverse line. Yeah. Um, but I also think that patience has been a key to the swift success this year. And what do you think that helps teams win? I don't want to tell. That's you true, don't know actually. That's true. Very true. Sunshine Coast Lightning, don't want to be listening. Yeah. Vixens. I, know, I mean, I know all the SSM players are really interested in That's very true. They are. I know, I know. We'll wait until maybe episode 12 when the season's over yeah. and then we can reveal our strategy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've lost my... Grace came into the second oh, yes. quarter with an extra bit of fire in her belly, eager to help her team... Get as much ball as possible. <laughs> and that's why you're not reading. <laughs> the first set of passes in the second quarter was the Clovers. Grace waited in anticipation for the umpire to blow a whistle to start the quarter. And once she heard it blow, she exploded over the line to take the ball before her opponent. It was a clean intercept that the Lions wasted no time in scoring from. The rest of the quarter played out similar to the first, with both teams taking care of the ball and scoring off their centre pass. Finally, the Clovers goal attack missed her first shot of the game. Grace relished this opportunity and blocked the shooter out so she'd grab the rebound before her opponent could even attempt to get the ball and sent it down the court. Great work, Kate. Grace. Grace. Oh, and Kate. 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 Kate Eddie would do that. Yeah, she totally would. Stella was on fire and had not missed a shot for goal all game. It's like you. She didn't disappoint and slotted the ball through the net, giving the Lions a handy two-goal lead leading into the second half. Unfortunately, the Clovers quickly got those, balls, those goals back in the opening minutes of the third quarter. Grace's heart sank, but she knew they could still fight back. But then Amber missed a rebound opportunity and, annoyed oh at herself, God. started arguing with the umpire. You have to be, what do we call them? Umpire angels. Umpire angels don't argue with the umpire because they don't change their call. Agreed. The umpire handed the Clover shooter the ball despite missing her attempt. It was the first in a series of mishaps from Amber that quarter. The umpire had decided to pay close attention to her after she snapped at her. And that's what they'll do. Mm, that's what they'll that's do. It's very true. They are human after all. So Amber was ruled out of play time and time again, called for contact and obstruction on numerous occasions. At the third change, the Lions were four goals behind. Come on, Lions. As the Lions huddled on the edge of the court, Amber exploded. Who does she think she is? Is she blind? I'm not even touching my girl. I can't believe this. She ranted. What a... Beep. Who was talking about this the other day? The, the QBE lady. Oh, yeah. I know. So for all of you guys out there, I did put a swear word in, but in my defence, it's got an asterisk and it's also a female dog, so it's not a rude word, I don't think. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry about that. Don't think there's too many more to come. Grace looked away from the group and saw that everyone at the courts, including the umpire, had turned to stare at Amber. Okay, Amber, that's enough, said Mrs. Peters. You're off the court for the rest of the match. Good call, Mrs. Peters. I agree. I think it needed to happen. Grace admired Mrs. Peters' decision as she knew it would have been tough taking off one of her best players. It showed how much she wanted her team to show good sportsmanship and not just be good players. But Amber was in no mood to take the decision quietly. Are you serious? I'm the best goalkeeper we have. If you think I'm going to stand around and watch you all lose, you thought wrong, she hissed at the group. She yanked at her bib. <laughs> <laughs> She and you thought her. wrong. <laughs> Amber goes bang. She yanked it a bit, tore it off from the velcro. Can you do a velcro sound? Shh. On her bodysuit and tossed it aside before she grabbed her bag and stormed off towards the gates. Oh, they're wearing bodysuits. They sure are. They're fancy here. Remember we talked about how they got rid of the pleated skirts because we discussed oh, that. Yeah. The Lions teammates looked at each other, unsure what to do. The umpire blew her whistle to begin the final quarter, and everyone looked at Grace for advice. She took a deep breath. Come on, Grace, she thought. They're looking to you. Be calm. I know we're all a bit stressed, and I know you're worried about Amber, she said, but we really need to focus on these next 15 minutes. If each of us puts everything into it and leaves everything on the court, then we can walk away with our heads held high. Let's finish this game for Amber. One, two, three. Lions! Lions. 
That's, they are. That is the worst. Like, that's not aggressive. Like, if you're going to go one, three, two. two, one, two, three, lions, like, we're going to be like, one, two. lions. No. When I say lions, you say raw. Lions, raw. Lions, raw. Hey, I'm going to use that for the next one. Mrs. Peters, I'll give you some um, yeah. credit. Please, that's copyrighted. <laughs> Mrs. Peters gave Grace a pat on the back as she ran to the court. She could tell Mrs. Peters was proud of her for talking to the group, but Grace couldn't hide her annoyance at her co-captain. She knew something was going on with Amber and that she wasn't herself, but she just wished she could have pushed that aside for the sake of the team. Despite this, they still had a quarter left to play and Grace was going to give it everything she had and worry about Amber later. This actually reminds me of a conversation I was having today... Um, this is a little shout out to Sam Wallace. <laughs> but I was having like an interview with Sydney Morning Herald and they were like, what has Sam like taught you? And I was like, Sam has taught me to leave everything behind that's happening at home and come to training and play really well. That is so, so and true. I think Sam, a bit of an emotional bit here. Sam Wallace, she, does she even listen to this? We'll make her listen to this episode. Having a really hard year, but... The best netball season of her life. Totally so. agree. Total, shout out to Sam. Shout out to her dad. We hope you're getting better and we love you. Should we call her? Maybe we could. <laughs> let's, oh, yeah, that actually would be funny. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. That was like her answering. Very long ring. Mm. I don't know if this is her actual right number. I'll see if I can try another one. She's called me on WhatsApp. Right? Oh, here she is. <gasps> <laughs> I'm Sam. We're at the podcast, and we've. Can we go live with you on air? We're not live, Kitty. It's a recording, <laughs> and you're not. It's not a video. It's just sound. But Sophie, can you tell Sam what you just said? Um, we were just talking about you. Do you even listen to the podcast? No, I didn't finish listening to it. Okay, you there's can, like six episodes. You can so listen to the other episodes later. Um, but the Sydney Morning Herald guy this morning asked me, "What has Sam Wallace taught you?" And I said that she has taught me that no matter what's going on at home, you can come to training and play and kill it. And you're probably having one of the worst years off the court, but on the court, you're amazing. Thank you very much. And we were just saying... <laughs> emotional. We were saying how much we love you and we want all our podcast listeners to know too. And we thought it would be good for the podcast. It. I appreciate it. Um, while you're here, do you have anything to say to the listeners, the fans that are listening to the podcast? Basically, that's exactly what Sophie said. Like, you had to leave it beep. at the door. So <laughs> we'll like, beep out the beep. <laughs> no, but like, as much as you have a personal life off the court as well as on the court, just like when I come training and I just like see you laughing and smiling, I also like switch my feelings, just switch. So it's like, I forget that my Marari's was stressed and there's plenty moment and as soon as training finish then automatically like my mind has go back to oh my father but in the moment I'm fine like Aww. and this has helped me to be more patient and be more strong so yeah. and you are and, and you're you the are, best and you're my inspiration yeah. and we're gonna All win this weekend and we gave yeah you and your dad a shout out on the podcast <laughs> so you have to listen to episode 7 now um, but podcast time is of the essence, so... Okay, um, Illy, bye, and hope you're ready to kill bye. it this weekend. Bye. Illy. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, what a well, great addition to I, the podcast. I'm so happy about that. Je- Jess Ansis was a great uh, guest. Oh, yeah, let's, let's not just But I'm sorry, Jess. Jess, I think Sam was a better guest. Yeah. And her advice was amazing. So this has turned into a bit of a therapy session, I would like to think. 
I know, you think, you know, we come, we come for a podcast and yeah. you get a bloody more baby sure. buck than can you charge listeners? I think we should. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's some great advice that Sam's just given Amber, so we'll see, and Grace, I guess. Yeah. But a bit of both. We'll see whether she takes it in. But that was a chapter break. I can't believe we lost. What the hell was wrong with Amber? Mia complained as they walked away from the court with their heads hung low in disappointment. The Lions had lost by one goal. Grace had been so proud of the team. Everyone had shown real determination and they'd fought back in the last quarter, but they ran out of time to make up for the Clovers' third goal lead. Mrs Peters had congratulated the girls on their effort, saying they should be proud of themselves for not giving up, especially after what had happened with Amber. Regardless, the girls hated losing and were not happy about it. I feel like there must be something big going on with her. I noticed her eyes were puffy and red when she got to the game. She might have been crying. Let's not jump to any conclusions until we know the whole story, Grace said. I might try and call her tonight. Don't bother. So what if her daddy couldn't buy her a pony? Mia joked. Come on, Mia. <laughs> I know, she's a bit like someone I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess it's better to lose to Clarkson now than in the finals, Stella said, trying to improve the mood of the group. Yeah, but what if this keeps happening? We might not even make finals, Mia complained. A shudder of fear spread through Grace's body. <laughs> what if Mia was right? What if Amber didn't play for the rest of the season? What if she did play but kept arguing with the umpires? What if the Lions didn't even make the finals? Grace's head was spinning, but she needed to get a grip and calm down. She was over-exaggerating and needed to take things one day at a time. Did you know that over-exaggerating is called tautology? Because the word exaggerating pretty much means to over overdo something. So to over-exaggerate is like a double negative almost. But isn't that like, what's that word that we... Yeah, re... Reiterate. Reiterate, but you iterate. But yeah, it's true. So, but that's one word, whereas these are two words that often are said hand in hand, but it's not really necessary, but I think it is. <laughs> Fun fact for you. Um, okay, let's not even think about that, Grace said, giving her own advice to her friends. We'll find out what's wrong with Amber and then help her get through it. Then we'll win every game for the rest of the season and beat the Clovers in the finals, Grace said with confidence, trying to convince herself more than anyone. She also hoped the loss wouldn't affect her chances of being invited to the state during team trials, but right now she had bigger things to worry about. At the end of the day, she cared more about her team and them performing well than what the selectors might have thought about her game. Plus, she wouldn't find out for weeks or even months whether or not she'd made the cut. That would have to be put aside while she focused on finding out what happened to Amber and ensuring the Lions made the finals. Dun, 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 dun. End of chapter 13. Can I just make a comment? How much easier is it to hold the book when you're in the middle? Like when we're back yeah. here, I don't really like it, but I was just really like enjoying. Just, like, That's so true because you kind of have to either have it in one hand or mm. two. Yeah. Right now you can just have it. Single-handedly. You can it's, s- it's the simple pleasures in life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> chapter 14. Grace came home from the game exhausted, both physically and mentally, and flopped herself onto the couch. She couldn't stop thinking about Amber and their loss to Clarkson. Grace had gone through a roller coaster of emotions, from anger at her co-captain's inability to keep her feelings to herself, to frustration that the team couldn't win the game without Amber, to sympathy for what she might have been going through. Angus jumped on the couch next to Grace, breaking her train of thought and nearly causing her to fall off the couch. Watch what you're doing, idiot! Yelled Grace and yelped Grace in annoyance. Yelp! That sounds like oh, a dog oh, that oh, just yeah. had the tail stepped on. <laughs> Hey, Grumpy, you've got to shake it off. It's just one game. Let's go have a kick of the footy or even a throw of the netball, Angus said. No, thanks, Grace replied sulkily. She knew Angus was trying to cheer up. sulkily? Sorry, yeah. No, thanks, Grace replied sulkily. She knew Angus was trying to cheer her up by offering to play netball, but she wasn't interested. Okay, I know you lost a game, but so what? It's not finals yet. It's always good to lose a game during the season. It forces you to improve areas of your game you wouldn't have thought about if you always win, said Angus. So true, Angus. So true. It's not just that. It's Amber, Grace confessed. What's the princess done now? Angus asked. 
She rubbed up to the game late, then lost the plot and yelled at the umpire, so she was taken off. She's pretty much the reason we lost. Grace huffed. Okay, Grace, don't need to point fingers. Yeah, go on. It's a bit of accountability. Doesn't take one player to win. Okay, Doesn't There's take no iron team. Lose. Seriously? Kick her off the team, Angus yelled. Well, that wouldn't really be fair, sighed Grace. I think something pretty bad is going on with her family, Grace admitted. What do you mean? Angus asked. Something's not right with her. I saw her get upset on the phone to her parents the other day, and she'd been crying before the game today. Maybe we should ask her what's going on. She just bite my head off and tell me to mind my own business. Not if you show you really care. I know she can be mean as hell sometimes, but she is human after all. And maybe there's a reason behind her nastiness, Angus offered. How old are these guys? Yeah, 13. <laughs> They're so... Wise. So wise. It's, um, again, a, a literary device of trying to get some insight through, yeah, you know what, Angus probably they wouldn't They are say so that. wise. But, you know, it's instilling good qualities it's, in exactly. the readers. And it's a good upbringing that they've gone through. Mm. Yeah, you might be right, Grace admitted. Might? Dude, I'm always right, Angus laughed as he jumped off the couch. Now let's stop with this all, all this emotional stuff and kick the damn footy. Whatever, loser, race you to the backyard, Grace sprinted past her brother. Chapter break. Later that afternoon, Grace tried calling Amber, but she got her voicemail. Grace was pretty sure Amber would just ignore any message Grace left, so she decided to ask her mum if she could ride her bike to Amber's house before dinner. Amber couldn't hang up on her if she was standing right in front of her. As long as you're back before dinner and before it gets dark, and make sure you stick to the footpaths and wear your helmet, Mrs Parker warned. Yes, Mum, I'll be careful, Grace assured her mum. You're a good girl, Gracie. Not many others would do something like this. We need her on the team, and she actually isn't as bad as everyone thinks, Grace replied as she walked out the door, grabbing her helmet on the way. Chapter break! Amber and Grace lived only... I know, that was really fast. Amber and Grace lived only a few blocks away from each other, but their houses couldn't have been more different. Grace had only ever been to the Burns' mansion as they drove past. Now, as she approached it on her bike, it seemed even more extravagant up close. The hedge fence was trimmed perfectly and every pebble on the footpath looked like it had been placed there by hand. It was located on the beach between Somerton and Glenelg, a modern two-storey masterpiece with windows making up the face of the entire top storey and opening to a massive balcony overlooking the ocean. Grace left her bike at the front gate, not wanting to risk messing up the front garden. Even a stray pebble from the path would be noticed. As she walked up the drive, Grace was in awe. No wonder Amber's parties are always such a big deal, she thought. This is incredible. Grace took a deep breath, <gasps> swallowed her nerves, and walked along the path to the frosted glass door. She tentatively rang the doorbell and waited anxiously for someone to answer. She heard murmurs. And was that someone arguing? The voices grew louder. Grace retreated. It didn't sound like time for visitors. She was turning to head back down the path when Amber opened the door and immediately closed it behind her. What are you doing here? You can't come in, Amber snarled. I just want to see if you're okay after what happened today, Grace replied, taken aback by Amber's aggressiveness. How do you think I am? Firstly, my t parents tell me they're getting a divorce. Then the umpire picks on me and Mrs. Peter Peters takes me off. Yeah, I'm just great. Thanks for asking. Amber had wrapped her arms around her body defensively as she spoke. But then, realising what she had just said, she raised her hands to her mouth, her eyes filled with tears. Grace couldn't tear her eyes away from Amber. She hoped her face wasn't revealing her shock. I'm so sorry, she said finally. I don't even know what I just said. Please don't tell anyone. I haven't even told Jordan and Ashley yet, Amber begged. Of course I won't. But do you want to talk about it? Grace offered. Not here, Amber exhaled loudly. When she spoke again, she seemed to be more in control of her emotions. Mum and Dad haven't stopped fighting since I overheard them talking about splitting up, she said. They're both blaming each other for the way I found out. Why don't we go for a walk on the beach, said Grace. You can tell me all about it. Or if you don't want to talk about it, I'll give you a rundown of the last quarter. It was a total doozy. 
Grace didn't even think about what she was saying. She and Amber were hardly even friends, but it felt right to offer any help she could. Yeah, okay, anything to get me out of this madhouse, said Amber, forcing a smile. They walked together in silence at first as they made their way through the gates of Amber's property and towards the stairs that would take them down to the beach. It was some minutes before Amber began talking quietly about her parents. She said they had always fought but had become worse and more intense in the last few months. She didn't know what to do. She was an only child so she had no one to share her fears with and her parents wouldn't give her a straightforward answer about her future. She had overheard them talking about who Amber would live with after they separated. Right now, she said, she couldn't bear the thought of living with either of them. Amber even explained why she went to Linwood when her parents had enough money to send her to one of the more prestigious high schools. Apparently Amber's parents thought there were more important things to spend their money on, although Amber admitted she was secretly pleased she got to attend a specialist netball school as it gave her a distraction from all the arguing at home. Amber and Grace walked side by side for what felt like hours, the conversation drifting from the girls' family lives to netball and even boys. Grace opened up about her fears of starting high school and how she sometimes wished she could go back to last year when everything was so much simpler. Amber admitted she now felt the same, wanting more than anything to erase the last few weeks of her life. I wish I could be in your family. Your parents care so much about you and you've always got your brothers to hang out with, Amber confessed. Yeah, I'm really lucky, Grace admitted, feeling awkward talking about her happy family life when Amber's was such a mess. Do you and Tyler hang out much? Amber asked, out of curiosity. Or did she just want an excuse to talk about Tyler and the boys? Not really. We did when we were younger, but now me and Gus do everything together. Ty's always too busy with his band. I've seen him more these last few weeks with all the video stuff than I have in the last few years, Grace admitted. Speaking of Tyler, what's going on with you and Sebastian? Amber asked, finally getting to the real reason for bringing up Tyler in the conversation. Nothing. What makes you say that? Grace asked, taken aback. Don't play dumb with me. I could see the way he was looking at you the other week at your house. The things I would do to have him look at me that way, said Amber, pretending to fan herself from the heat. Her mood had definitely taken a turn for the better, although Grace wasn't sure she wanted to talk about her private life. He was not, Grace was embarrassed. As I keep telling everyone, he's like my brother. You all just get jealous because you think he's some god, but to me he's just a boy I grew up with who always used to take speckies up my back and marks up. She couldn't believe she was defending her relationship with Sebastian to Amber. All I'm saying is, if Sebastian King was looking at me how he looks at you, I would not be here right now, Amber said with a wink. Grace shook her head and continued toward the stairs on the beach. Amber was quiet again as she walked with Grace to the front door of her house. Grace was unsure what to do next. She stared at the ground, towards the beach, and then back at the house, twiddling with her hair until Amber finally broke the awkwardness. She looked at Grace. Thanks for today, she said. It means a lot. Grace could have sworn that was the first time she'd ever heard Amber say thank you. Anytime, Grace replied. Hey, and if you want to have the next video meeting, pl video planning meeting here, we can, said Amber, smiling. Grace smiled back, but then Amber's face fell. Might as well use this place while we can. Grace would tell she was wondering how long she would be living in this massive house and with whom. Let me know if you need anything, said Grace, as she grabbed her helmet and made her way to her bike. See you on Monday. Things just got really deep. I felt really, like, kind of emotional during that. Like, I feel like I couldn't even make any jokes out of that because I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Things really deep. That was a pretty, like, yeah, heavy moment for Amber, and I feel like... Obviously, her and Grace's relationship has now really taken a big step forwards. I know, but will Amber just act like normal Amber when they're mm, back? That's true, because she might put on a facade when she's at school. Yeah. Like, and she might, like, resent Grace for knowing now about her yeah. private life. But Let's hope not. I guess only time will tell. Only, only an episode will tell. Only an episode, actually. that's true. And hopefully that episode isn't too long for those waiting at home. Um, so what are your three words for today? 
No, you, you go first. I think feeling very emotional. I think we had the Sam Wallace chat. We had I the know. stuff with Amber. I'm just like, I feel like I feel happy, but I feel happy sad. Um, probably shouldn't be free. And what I mean by that is people should be paying to listen yeah. to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's very true. Maybe we can get a spot, like an ad. I think that's how you make money off of podcasts yeah. is you get ads. So if anyone out what there What do you mean? We to... make heaps of money off this podcast. Oh, sorry. I forgot about that. I'm actually paying for the podcast because <laughs> yeah. I pay for my SoundCloud account. Kidding, guys. We love you. We would do it for free. We would do anything for you. Um, but, yeah, that was really heavy and um, emotional. But... You definitely got to see, I think, a different side of us. Yeah, I know. I feel... I, I, I sort of, to go home I sort to bed. Put, put my hand on you. I just spat on you. So. But, um, yeah, I guess thanks, everyone, for listening. If you ever need to have a chat about things, um, <laughs> go to your parents, go to your friend, find a friend like Grace, or, um, you know, you can always send us a message. We might not get back to you always, but we'll, we'll endeavour to do so. Oh, God. But um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, to, sorry, that was the, that's the end of episode seven of... I wrote a book. Not me, Maddie. I wrote the book, but Sophie has provided great insight this episode. So we'll see you next week. Illy, bye.